Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. Uh, Jennifer Stiers, Lovability Show. Thanks for being here. Uh, I need to just jump on here on Facebook and get you guys um, plugged in. Um, welcome to the show today. So we're talking about why you're still single. Um, and I promise I'm going to be nice. Um, I had put a post up yesterday. Uh, I didn't even know what I was talking about yesterday when I put my post up today. That's just how podcasts are going these days. Um, but uh, it's been very busy. Um, but my friend, I'm joined by my friend, uh, Kim Gatlin. Uh, Kim's been on the show before. So welcome, Kim. Thank you. Uh, Kim, is, uh, Kim is a friend of mine. So uh, we were joking about um, what where she was an expert. And um, we've decided she's an expert on not, what not to do in relationships. <laughs> I'm an expert in failed relationships. No, no, no. <laughs> Oh, and, and we've all had them. So um, we've all had them. So here we are. Um, I am just going to jump in here and see who we've got. Brent, hey, welcome back. Good to see you. Uh, and Jerry Ann, hello. Uh, Jerry Ann rescued a little black kitty. You oh, know what that does to me. Um, little black kitties. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, Karen, hello. Welcome. I know we've got others watching. Sometimes I can't see who you are. So welcome. Uh, so like I said, I'm going to be nice today. I posted yesterday. Like I said, didn't plan on doing this. But, you know, it hit me when I was posting. And I'm going to read the post because it was my number two, my top, you know, if I had a top like five reasons why people are single. This is such an important topic, too, because I think people don't realize why they're still single. I think people don't, they're, I mean, we can't be objective of ourselves, and people don't understand that they're doing the very things that they accuse other people of doing or are pointing the finger, and very often the people that are pointing the finger at the opposite sex that are saying there's no good men, there's no good women... There, there are, but if you're not meeting them, it's you. And so you want to listen today because this is a journey of growth. It's not about what you're doing wrong because mm-hmm. we all do stuff wrong. Um, but it's a, it is about learning where you might have a blind spot, learning where you have room to grow or something that you, you can learn at this point. But if you're not honest with yourself... I know people want to think, you know, even if they've been in counseling before, that they're healed, that they're whole, that they're ready. And we're not always. Just because you've done therapy before after a marriage or a relationship, it doesn't mean you're healthy. And um, in my job, Kim, I run across a lot of unhealthy people. I, I mean, in do. the dating world and in matchmaking, 
There's a lot of unhealthy people. And the sad thing is, is the ones that are running around telling everybody how healthy they are are the most unhealthy. Are the most unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that too. Yeah. That's love a you red all, flag but to me boom. <laughs> I know it is, right? Yes. So, um, so I had my number two reason. Hey, Danny. Hey, Ron. Um, Trish. Christy. Hey, Christy. I miss you. Um, uh, Carlos, welcome. Um, okay. So the number two, so we'll read that. Um, Let's normalize asking questions for clarity instead of moving um, based on the story you've created in your mind, which may or may not be true. Clarity preserves relationships. This is a big one for ladies. Sorry, ladies, but it's a big one for you mostly. Guys don't get in their head too much. There are some guys that do, but they're few and far between. Mm -hmm. um, but this is for you ladies that you completely overthink something. Maybe a guy calls you at the last minute. Um, you're going to go out tomorrow, and he says, um, hey, I'm not feeling well today, and um, I'm, I really, I feel, you know, I feel like I'm coming down with something. I would love to reschedule for the weekend or, you know, a, a, another day, giving myself a little time to rest. That girl's going, he doesn't want to go out with me. He's got another date. He's not interested anymore. I, I did something. Fat. Yeah. yeah, I'm fat. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I did something, you know, to turn him off, blah, blah, blah. So she's got a million stories in her head, ladies. I know it's true. I'm a woman. <laughs> right. Um, and so, you know, one thing I've learned, the best thing I've learned as a woman is not to overthink. I don't overthink anything, whether it's men or women anymore. I try to take things at face value unless I can tell somebody's lying, which I am a human lie detector. So um, You are. I love that about you. <laughs> so, um, but having said that, we need to take things at face value. If somebody says something, we need to believe them instead of getting, because these stories are your stories. They're your traumas. They're your toxicity. They're your stuff. All the time, I'm the queen of hurting my own feelings. You know, oh, it's like, <laughs> and my girlfriends will start talking about this. You know, they're crazy about this guy and, you know, he's perfect. He's this, he's that. And the first time anything like what you just described happens, you know, it's just, you can hear the fantasy crumble you know, <laughs> just from that one thing, you know, all of a sudden it's gone completely to the other side. <laughs> now I've had a different experience with you personally with things, um, but I feel like you're pretty open, but that's just how, uh, what I've known. Um, over the time I've known you, but, um, and William, you've got a good point. We're going to get to that in a second. Underthinking is, is a problem as well. Oh, good point. Um, but, uh, but the, the queen of what? Hurting my own feelings. Queen of hurting her own feelings. <laughs> Kim's always, Kim's got all the Kimisms. Um, so yeah. So, you know, try to take things at face value instead of looking in and making a story about it. Ladies, I'm going to tell you something because I'm the one that has to unravel the stories your stories are 99% not true, 99% of the time, because I usually know both sides of a situation in a dating or matchmaking situation. 99% of the time, you're wrong. I'm pretty fun at statistics, I'll have you know. Just, I mean, really, ladies get in their head, they make it up, it's your own stuff, and you've got to stop because... If I'm not involved and I can't unravel the story, what happens? They don't end up going out again. Mm -hmm. She's called him a loser. She's called him a cheat. She's made him she into... She told all her friends and her mom. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> so she has to save face by not going out with him again. <laughs> 
That is so true. I know. And she's going to make sure nobody else goes out with him again oh, as well that yeah. she knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but that ladies, that that's the part you have to get through. And by telling yourself and overriding saying, I'm going to take this for the truth. Why would he not tell me the truth? Right. I'm sure everybody's been lied to right mm -hmm. before. Absolutely. Everybody's had situations like that, but you'll never get past go if you don't take a chance. You've got to take a chance. So, um, William, I want to um, I want to hit on your point as well, because he says underthinking, it can be a problem too, just as overthinking is, so can underthinking. And guys, you're the most guilty of that. So, um, so William, you're correct on that. Guys, I, I will say why you're still single. This is a great point that I wasn't even going to bring up probably, but it's true. You guys not putting enough effort in. I've talked about this a million times, not putting enough effort in. A woman wants to know she's important, especially when you're getting to know her and courting her. Absolutely. It's like make the phone calls, take her out, make plans, make her feel important, take her... Take her cool places. They don't have to be the nicest places. Just do plan cool things. Stay in touch with her. Absolutely. Isn't it crazy? Flowers. I mean, you know, girls love that stuff and guys underrate it too much, I think. You know, I mean, they really do. And plus, I hate to say this. I mean, I have a son, so I can say this. It's like, you know, when you have a son, when they're six months old, you're going, wow, that's why they do that. You know, you realize it's kind of ingrained in the male species. Right. But they can be so um, obtuse. Right. You know, and so when you, and that's just like naturally who they are because they aren't overthinkers, especially in relationships. And so when you get an underthinker and an overthinker in the same relationship, I mean, just good luck. Yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. You know, I, I have, I have learned this one thing about men and ladies. I'm going to pass this on to you, hoping that you can take this for face value and guys will concur. I promise. Guys are direct. They don't want things sugarcoated. If you feel they're going to tell you directly, and that's why guys have such a hard time like breaking up and telling somebody they don't want to see them because they're so direct. They don't know how to sugarcoat stuff. Right. Where women don't know how to be direct and just know how to sugarcoat. And so there's already that language barrier between men. Men want things communicated to them directly. If you want them to do something, if you want to go somewhere, if you have something in mind, if you need them to do something for you, tell them. Not in a demanding way, but tell them in a nice way. Mm -hmm. if, you have your, if you have your mind on somewhere peaceful and, and nice... Um, and romantic for dinner, tell him that that's what you have in mind. I don't mind where we go, but this is what I'd love. This is what I'd love to do tonight. This is kind of what I feel like. And then you can let him choose, but don't let him choose and then get pissed at him because he didn't choose what you wanted him to, to, to do, you know, to, yeah, he's not a mind reader. <laughs> yeah. And so guys just want you to tell them they want to make us happy. They really do. Men want to make us happy. It's all they want to do. They just don't know how. They're like dogs. Yeah. They want to please us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just like Gunther. Yeah. Yeah. They just, exactly. yeah. just want to make you happy. God, this is honest God truth. This is how I met Kim. God knows how many years ago. We were living across the street from each other. I didn't know Kim was Kim, even though Kim and I were friends on Facebook. This little rabbit's out here. Look at him um, outside the studio. Anyway, so Kim was out with her dog. So she had... Um, 
Goldie, this beautiful um, golden retriever that I loved. I literally, loved, she loved you too. I I would watch her outside the window and her kids walking it all the time, and um, it was it was winter time and there was like an ice storm outside, and we had stairs going into our townhouses, and uh, and the and Goldie did not want to go up the stairs. I didn't know Goldie was stubborn. And, I just and, and a little overweight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, Kim's on the phone and she's talking because Kim's always on the phone. So Kim. <laughs> on the phone and she's trying to pull Goldie up the stairs and Goldie won't go up the stairs and then um, she's just like fine so she takes the chain and wraps it around the gate I'm like oh no oh no she is not going to tie that dog outside so I come marching outside and um, <laughs> anyway rescue. I met you yeah yeah. you're like she doesn't want to come up she doesn't like getting on the ice anyway that's how she we met she liked that, that spot though with that heavy fur coat she was wearing it felt I good I love that dog <laughs> so much I, I love. Know. oh my god I love that dog so much I miss her I know <laughs> Now we've got Gunther, um, who is so cute and darling and a pain in the rear end, right? Yeah. <laughs> but he's worth it. Yeah, no, no, I get it. They're totally worth it. Um, okay, so sorry. Um, uh, squirrel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rabbit. <Sidebar. laughs> um, okay, so uh, William says, how many times should you try uh, and schedule a date before you move on? Um, it's, you know, as long as it takes. I mean, if you feel like you're getting blown off, um, if you feel like you're getting blown off, then go away, (laughs) you know, but if, if, um, if this is really big, it's a great question. And from a matchmaking standpoint, I can't tell you how often I run into this Two busy people. It's hard. The the hardest thing about getting my clients together, they want to meet is getting them together to meet. is Mm -hmm. finding the time. And even when they they've met and they want to date, it's finding the time and getting schedules together. So we kind of live in a busy world. Um, we're in busy season right now. So um, be patient. If you feel like you're being ghosted or blown off, um, I would definitely disappear. But if people are just busy, yeah, give it time and be patient. Good people are worth the wait. So I, I tell people don't. all the time that flexibility is key with me. Yeah, you know, I'll make I will make time for you, I promise. But life is messy and it moves fast. And if you're too rigid, I just can't do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A lot of people are like that, Kim. I mean, that's a I mean it, it's a great point for singleness, like why we're still single. I think that we have to look at people's even you could still be emotionally available, but People's schedules mm-hmm. are such, you know, they may have kids, they may travel, um, they just may be busy. And you've got to take into account, like, be patient. Everything happens in God's time, not your time. And so many people are impatient. This is such a, an amazing point because I, I see people giving up on people before, you know, like maybe they found somebody they really like and they're like, you know, we're both busy. It's hard for us to get together. I think I'm just going to date other people. Mm-hmm. You just blew it. Yeah. You just blew it because mm-hmm. now you're not focused on that one person that you really like because your schedules don't, um, your schedules don't mesh. So um, be patient and know we live in a very busy um, time. And, um, you know, the other part of all of this is... Whether anybody over the age of 35 and above, and, and I, it gets more complicated the, long, the older you are, mm-hmm. <laughs> you've got your life already. You've got 35, 40, 50, 60 years of doing things your way, 50, 60 years of your own experiences, you know, 50, 60 years of your own perspective on things, your own routines. 
somebody's not going to walk into your world, which is another top reason why relationships don't work and why people are single, is they expect people to be like them. They expect them to do everything the way they want it done. He's not calling when I want him to call. He doesn't text me back enough. Um, she's not responding like I'd like her to. Um, he wasn't interesting enough on the first date. She didn't dress like I want her to. I mean, she's got a few pounds on. I mean, people, we just were, we have expectations that we need to, we need to be very flexible on the older we get. I mean, I get, I get the side of the bed. I mean, but we can even, we can even switch sides. Like if you get with somebody and you both sleep on the same side of the bed, I mean. That's negotiable. That's negotiable. It should be negotiable, right? Um, but we've got to be, we've got to learn to be flexible with people because they have a different way of doing things. You know, I always say, and I mean, I've talked about this in the podcast before, sometimes I go, I know why people are, I know why they're divorced, maybe they're divorced. And why they Sorry. stayed single. Yeah, yeah no, and, why they're, and why they're, and why they're, and I say that too, because mm -hmm. you can certainly see, I just sat in the coffee line with some girl Oh my God, the most irritating situation and voice and everything. And she's complaining about some guy. And I thought, <laughs> there's somebody for everybody. You should come in my studio because this is exactly <laughs> what we're about to talk about. Right. Um, you and why you're still single. Um, but, um, but anyway, but we have to, we have to take into account that we're the common denominator in all of these things. And we have to be open and flexible to somebody else's lifestyle, to somebody else's habits, to somebody else's schedule. Yeah, to, to the demands on their time. Yeah. You know, if they have family and children and if they own their own business, those kind of things. You know, you've just got to be flexible because if you're not, it's just not going to work. Yes. You're gonna, both going to be real unhappy a lot. <laughs> you know, I'm going to say, and Pam says, don't sweat the small stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't do that. You know, Kim and I are hilarious because we're together today, mm -hmm. but um, two, we are two, been friends for a long time, but two people that it's, it takes sometimes bears to come into our front door to drag us out. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I mean, busy schedules, the last thing on, on my mind and her mind at the end of a long work week is going anywhere. Uh, so the mere fact that we're both out today uh, on a Friday afternoon is having, a miracle. Having dinner at five o'clock. I know. I know. It's <laughs> I awesome. It. But, um, but yeah, so, and again, some people are, some people are like that. Like you've got to think and take into account that, you know, there are some people that are introverts versus extroverts. And I run into this a lot. You know, this is part of that same being open. An introvert maybe doesn't want to be out going to parties. Mm -hmm. You know, the anxiety of having to go to a party, yeah. They'll right? They'll go, but they just don't want to go to everyone you're invited to. Right, yeah. right. I'm lucky if I go to one a year, you know? And that one, I'm usually trying to figure out where the back door is so I can Houdini it out. <laughs> so you can do an Irish goodbye. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but, um, but, but... Keep in mind of being open with people. So, um, so uh, Joshua, welcome. Darren, welcome. Um, so now I'm going to get into um, some of the psychological stuff. I have notes, so I'm going to go in here. So um, patterns. So we have to, I, the number one reason people are still single, and I will tell you this is always going to be the number one reason no matter what happens. People choose the wrong people. Oh, totally. I, I mean, that's more. the number one reason, and it always will be. Mm -hmm. You've got to do the work to figure out who you're choosing and why you're choosing them and break free of your patterns. 
that's that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. That's the reason that people are single is they choose the wrong people and they're not attracted to the right people. You know, I just put a post up today about that. It's, it was funny because we were talking about today, but it says you're single because you don't like the people that like you <laughs> and you don't tell the people that you like that you, like, you like them. them. I saw that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's so simple. Like that. That's, that is it in a nutshell. It's like people should be open to new types of people. I mean, if you're attracted to a certain type, and I hear people say this all the time, Kim, Mm -hmm. they're not my type. Well, how's your type working for you? You're single. You've been single for five years, 10 years, 15 years, right? Clearly clearly your type doesn't think you're their type. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So it, you know, trying a different type, trying something different and unique to you, something that's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're used to really outgoing people, try going out with somebody who's on the shyer side. If you're used to going out with type A personalities, go out with somebody who's an introvert. I mean, and try it. Don't just try one date because it's going to be uber uncomfortable. Sit in it. And figure out what you like about it. Sit in it too, you figure out what you like about it. Because you may walk away even after three dates or four dates or 10 dates with somebody that was completely the opposite of what you dated. And you might say, you know what, I, I, I didn't like the fact that they, were, they weren't as aggressive as most of the men that I've dated. But I liked the fact that they were a gentleman. They listened to me. They asked me questions. Um, they made plans for, for us ahead of time. Um, you know, things like that. You'll find things that maybe they do that the others didn't. So it's really important to stay open and try something different. And you guys are the worst with this. Get over the outside. I know everybody wants to be attracted, but you might find yourself attracted to somebody different if you just try somebody different. You, If you have a type and a certain look that you like, you have to break free of that. It's not all about looks. And and guys, everybody's getting older. You too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and women are taking better care of themselves than they ever have. I mean, I hear more guys that look like old bitching about women that are too old for them, yeah. that are their age or younger, but mm-hmm. you guys look older than they do. Yeah. You know? And did when they were 40. And I love you guys. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I... I give you credit where credit's due, but this is one of the places I'm not going to because this is the number one place where you all are superficial and some of you have no reason to be. Now, if you're going to Dr. Kingston's office um, (laughs) and you are getting your Botox and getting your fillers and getting everything done to your aging face and body, um, then that, you know, then, then and you're putting in that kind of effort too, and you're showing up looking just as young and beautiful in your older age, that's great. Then you can expect that for, and, and anticipate that um, from somebody else. But if you're not, it's time to get real, you know? Exactly. Do you know what I'm talking about, Kim? I know Kim? exactly what you're talking about. How many guys, because you're friends with a lot of men, how mm-hmm. many men do you know do this? A lot of them. They're so superficial. I, yeah, and I'd, I'd be like, you know, he's he's looking for a, a 25 not a 10 you know and you know you can't get him to and you're a four to watch what he eats yeah so yeah. he doesn't have this giant you know and then you know i know lots of other guys that 
you know, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to meet his wife. I bet she is, you know, just an absolute smoke show. And she mm -hmm. walks in the door and you're like, wow, she must be really sweet. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> so it's hard to predict. Yeah, it really is. It is. Hey, Colleen. Um, hey, Aya. Great, great um, seeing you guys. Um, so uh, first thing I'm going to I'm going to add now to the psychological portion of this is why people are single is defenses. So some of you have defenses up. So you've been cheated on, you've been lied to, you've been betrayed, you've chosen the wrong partners, you've been left, you've been abandoned. Um, some of the wounds are from childhood and some of them are from adulthood, but majority of your wounds, hear this clearly, the majority of your wounds are from childhood. You're choosing those wounds in your adulthood. So if you were abandoned as a child, you're choosing unavailable partners that are going to abandon you. If you had emotionally unavailable parents, you're going to choose emotionally unavailable partners. If you were physically or emotionally or verbally abused as a child, you're going to choose those type of partners as you get older. Mm -hmm. It's just the way it goes. Until you're healed, you choose your toxin. So... Um, People's defenses are up because they have hurts, and that's normal. I mean, it's everybody's got a history, and everybody's got stuff. Nobody came from – my family was as close to the cleavers as possible. Mm -hmm. I'm not kidding. But we – you know, there were still things, right? Sure. yeah. There were still things. Even in the cleavers, there were things, right? There's dysfunction and function, mm -hmm. too much function. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so you have to heal from those things before you move forward because if you've got your guard up, maybe you've, you don't feel like people are honest. You've been lied to or cheated on. If you go into like, like that conversation, some guy cancels on you or um, is unable to make a date or whatever excuse he gives you, you're going to turn that into that he's got somebody else. He's not being truthful with you. It, it, immediately, it's going to go to that wound because those wounds aren't healed. So you have to look at what you're defensive about. Yeah, and you what know? your expectations are. And don't project past hurts from other relationships on someone who you're trying to get to know. Yes, it's not fair. No, I mean, I talk about making me want to run away from somebody like my hair was on fire. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like that would scare me to death. But really, people don't understand that if they don't do the work yeah. and take care of all that, then they're just wasting their time and somebody else's. Right. Right. No, that is a hundred percent true. Um, okay. Unhealthy attractions. Um, uh, so I'm just looking at my notes. Um, unhealthy attractions is kind of the same thing. It is, it is being attracted to the wrong qualities, um, being attracted to the wrong patterns and qualities in people. Um, we have to we have to heal our wounds before we get into a relationship, and we have to recognize when we're yeah, pointing a finger at somebody else for something that maybe we're doing ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, I hear men do this a lot, where they'll um, they'll get mad at women and say that well, women are women are users, and you know they just want you for your money, or they're superficial. Um, I hate to tell you guys, but if you're attracting those kind of women, you have to look at where you're being superficial in your choices as well. Because mm -hmm. I, I will 100% guarantee you, you are also being superficial. If you're choosing superficial women, you're superficial. You're being superficial, period. Well, and men who won't go for that 
don't get approached by those women. Right. You know, like you said, I've got a lot of guy friends. Right. And the guy friends I've got that, you know, aren't interested in scholarship programs or whatever. Right. <laughs> they, um, I mean, they can smell them, you know, coming. Yes. Right. And they don't run into that. But, you know, it's interesting you said that because I've noticed more and more men, especially when you get older, there seems to be um, like a resistance to like a traditional relationship. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Which I find very odd. Right. You know, I mean, I just, you know, and maybe it's um, old fashioned or it's just kind of basic. But it's, it's, I found it really odd lately that, um, that they seem almost defensive about, well, women just expect this and this and this. And I'm like, well, what exactly do you expect? Right. You know? Isn't that what you're supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah. that's how it worked, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a really, that's a, that's a really good point. You know, um, I th- believe that stems from the fact that women have had low expectations and, allowed men mm-hmm. to get away with crappy behavior and men haven't had to some of you guys know it you haven't had to work for women women get competitive and we're going to talk about that but women get competitive or they get fearful that they're not going to they're going to be alone forever mm-hmm. and um they end up um, settling for bad behavior mm-hmm. um, or the wrong man or the wrong... And guys, vice versa. You guys do it too. Yeah. Um, guys tend to settle not for that reason. Guys, not for I'll be alone forever because guys don't usually think that. Um, guys settle for... Um, guys settle for the wrong women a lot of times because they don't want to have to get back out in the market and do it again. Mm-hmm. And they don't know how to tell the person that's in their life that they're not that they're not their person anymore. They right. know that they're, they've fallen out of love with them or they're, they don't feel the same, but they don't want to hurt the woman so they don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where that comes in. Uh, Jane Jeff, Ron says, if you don't want to be single, ask yourself, what does love look like with someone? If you, okay. Um, if you don't want to be single, what does love look like with someone? And that's, I mean, we all have to know what that looks like, Ron. And we have to know what that relationship looks like. If you're traditional, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what you want, you have to know what that looks like. Luckily Absolutely. for some of us, we've had it. Right. You know, um, but 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 back to you guys on this. I mean, I think if you want a good woman and you want a woman that has good values and um, is loyal and all the traditional things of, of qualities that you're looking for, you're going to have to provide those basic qualities as well. Absolutely. Like Kim's talking about, which are basic what, Kim? Well, I mean, just, you know, you just back to the expectation thing, which, you know, I think you need to get that out up front, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you know, I just, I hear more and more of my guy friends saying, oh, she's just looking for somebody to take care of her. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, what, define that. What does that look like? Are you talking about financially or emotionally or because, you know, I mean, in my world that, occlu- that includes a little bit of the, of all the above, you know, I mean, I don't mind being a partner, a financial partner in a relationship, but I mean, I'm not looking to, you know, the, I'm not looking to end up with the guy that, you know, has never hit a lick of a snake with a stick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, you can, you can contribute, but, um, you know, I, and I know a lot of women who they like being the boss, they like being in charge. And I've seen a lot of this lately. They divorce and they have a huge settlement and they date some guy 
that 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 her lifestyle was completely foreign to him. Right. You know, and I'm kind of like, ooh, you know, I just don't know about that. But men do it all the time. You know, yes. it's just new for women. You yes. Know? But and I don't That's know if it's point. because of the tender age. I mean, we went through the. You know, the sexual revolution and then the feminism thing and then now, you know, the the online dating thing. And it just seems like it gets wilder and more less traditional, for lack of a better term. It's like it's it, <laughs> if, if tradition were this solid, you know, mass of what you should do and what, and it is, because that's what love is. There's just, I mean, there's not much you can deviate from what real love is, but all of the inner, all of the interference, the external forces, yeah, I and totally online agree. dating, and you I know, have more the friends sex who fight marriage. like crazy about uh, social media. Right. I mean, I'm like, oh my lord, it's the land of Oz. Just put it down. I know. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> but I can see where you know there, you know, you might meet somebody that you know a hundred years ago you wouldn't have had access to that person. But a lot of it's about you know, uh, dis you know, self discipline. You know. Well, statistics, you know, don't lie in the fact that um, social media people connect on there, and there's a lot of there's a lot of connections and affairs and things like that that happen. There's a lot of heat and a lot of imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it hits the skids. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. in real life. Yeah. <laughs> well, that too, that whole idea of perception too, mm -hmm. um, and that's you know that that's a relationship killer as well. And I, you know, it's it's. It's not on my list, but it should be. I mean, given where we are today, mm -hmm. it's not the, a psychological component of being single and why you're still single. But if you are an attention seeker on social media, if that if if your self worth relies on how many people like your post or like your pictures or pay attention to you, mm -hmm. you're in you're in for it. Yeah, you're in, in deep it. waters. Mm -hmm. You're you're not because what happens is you meet somebody, and who wouldn't be bothered by that? Oh, yeah. The fact that you're probably more interested in what attention you're getting on social media versus putting into the relationship. Mm -hmm. I've heard guys say that there's women that won't take phone calls from them, but they can see that they're posting on social media, but yet, you know, they're mm -hmm. not able to talk or go out or pick up the phone for them. Well, and you know, part of that too is, you know, when you're talking about how to help you find that person, if you find that person, be smart and protect your relationship from that. Right. You know, there are proactive things that you can do to let, you know, even the most bold and aggressive women. Right. Um, you know, if you're in a relationship with a woman and you're a guy, I mean, there are things you can do to let the most bold and aggressive women out there know that, you know, it's just not an option for you. And same with women, you right. know, guys don't like, I mean, they may tease a little bit and, you know, try to push their way in there, but all it takes is a few times of, you know, hey, I wasn't kidding, you know? Yeah. And they've, they've got a little pride. They're going to back off. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You I've, know. I've seen so many, like, really cool couples that I know lately that have, um, they've had interlopers, for lack of a better term, mm -hmm. get involved in their relationship under the guise of business or under the guise of some other things. Yes. And uh, it's, the wheels have come completely off. And it's really sad because they really had a great thing going. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is, I mean, it's true. I mean, it's. What you just said, though, people that don't respect your boundaries, mm -hmm. if you tell them you're in a relationship or you're dating somebody and they don't respect them, 
you immediately know who that person is. Absolutely, because don't think for one minute they're going to be loyal to you in a relationship. A hundred percent. If they don't respect your relationship, they don't. They're mm-hmm. they don't respect themselves. Mm-hmm. And then you expect, you know, then you anticipate something turning out different than it is. But yeah, that's um, that's absolutely huge. Absolutely huge. Um, Bill Williams says political beliefs are so far apart now. How do we handle that? Um, wow, that's a. You and I are the worst person in the world to talk about that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, <laughs> we can smell our own. How's that for answer? Yeah, you know what? Um, I uh, I have to say I'm, I'm sad about that because I've lost friendships. Oh, I have too. And, and it's not because of intolerance on my end. It's because of intolerance on other people's ends. I'm amazed at how divided people have become. Politically, we're just, we're in different places now. This has been statistically going further and further in this intolerant direction in relationships for about two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at a point now, and I can tell you this from a, being a matchmaker, Democrats don't want to take, date Republicans and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And people that are middle of the road, you better be middle of the road if you're going to say you're middle of the road. And let me, that's a big problem because I've known a few people who will claim to be middle of the road. Yeah. And, and they're not. Like, no, not at all. And it was like the one girl I was friends with, and we're not even friends anymore. And a lot of it had to do with her political beliefs because she presented herself as being real middle of the road. Well, the more I got to know her, she was the other direction. From mine, I mean, like, that's because, degrees. well, let's just say, because we both know the same person, that was because she got more attention from being on a different bandwagon. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah that's it wasn't really about her political beliefs. Because <laughs> she was ex military. I'm just saying. We made the assumption. Anyway, I'm just saying. Um, okay, but um, uh, so, yeah, Jim says Republicans should only date Republicans. We, we really have become a society and all of that. And it is, it is hard because it does come down to a, now, it's coming down to a lot of life decisions, everyday decisions. Well, I mean, I hate to say this, but I think so often if your your political beliefs usually align with your values. Right. So I couldn't be in a relationship with someone whose values were as far off as someone who was that far in the direction on the other side, if that makes any yeah. sense. You know, so it's it, you really do kind of eliminate some of the posing, some of the pretending, some of the going along with it just to see whether or not I really like this person. And you really find out, you know, I think so often when people first get in a relationship, you know, something about them that might be different from, from the other person they might think is cute. Mm -hmm. And then later on the relationship, it becomes a problem. Yeah. Political beliefs is definitely one of those. Right. You know? Yeah. So I think that'd be really important right now. It is, it is really important. It's not a place where people are really giving a lot of room. Mm -hmm. And I think the other part of that, which I will say too, um, and this is, could be reasons why people are still single because you're choosing the wrong people. Keep in mind that one of the biggest things you need to find in a partner is that you share lifestyle and values. And values, right now, I mean, we look at politically, it encompasses a lot more than it used to. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's not just about fiscally, you know, mm-hmm. what you believe in. There's a lot of um, life values and tradition traditional values that are going into some of the politics right now and and in your in everything else relationally so you you kind of have to think about that portion of it because 
long term, if we're looking for somebody and everybody hear this, it goes beyond the superficial, it goes beyond the looks, it goes beyond the personality, it goes beyond the charisma. It's beyond those things. You've got to be looking at who the person is at their core. What do they believe? How do they live their life? What are their values? What do they believe in? What are their highest values? I mean, you have to dig deeper. And I think my point is, I think where a lot of we're seeing with political stuff is that we're dry, we're it's diving into values. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it's, it, hard, it's hard to, it's hard to pretend or hide your heart. Yeah. You know, when you're talking about, about your core set of values, cause that's going right. to come out. Right. You know? And right. I think a lot of the times, I mean, I, I've, I've seen my girlfriends do it and, it and it breaks my heart when I see them do it, you know, and it, I'm, we have a joke in our, our little crowd of girls that we call them pod girls. It's like they become whoever it is that they think this guy wants. Yes. You know? And we're like, oh, this will be interesting for about two weeks. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's getting harder and harder for people to do that because of this big political divide. Right. Know? Right. And that is important. I mean, what she just said is, you know, why I think a lot of people are single is they do per- they do put the wrong foot forward, whether mm-hmm. they're whether they're deliberately trying to fool somebody right. up front. Mm-hmm. And not being authentic and putting their best foot forward. I'm going to let them see my pretty parts and not the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, or vice versa, guys do it too. Um, trust me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and girls, if you're not asking guys those questions up front, that's your fault. Mm-hmm. Because guys will talk. And if they won't talk, there's a reason why they won't talk. But you got to ask the questions. You got to dive in and ask the deep questions because you want to get to know who that person is. Because what you don't want to do is get in six months or a year down the road. Then all of a sudden go, well, you didn't tell me about yeah. that. You're or sleeping you with this guy and you took him home to meet your mom, but you didn't know that he's a you know the exact opposite political of you. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Or I mean, or you know, hiding things about their family or hiding things about, about their, their history. Yeah, their history. Mm-hmm. Um, that happens a lot, and so not showing up authentically, and then all of a sudden, like the the real person comes out down the road. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's not, that doesn't work. That's Mm -mm. bait and switch, and that doesn't work. Not at all. Um, You know, speaking of bait and switch, I'm going to dive, I'm going back and forth between psychological reasons and physical. You people that are on online dating with your pictures, I mean, nobody wants to meet the filter of you, you know? (laughs) I mean, it's true. And they're going to meet you. Like, how do you expect that somebody's going to like you? If they meet you and you're 20 years older than your pictures or 40 pounds heavier, I hear the stories every single day. Mm-hmm. And you guys, you can't fool people. I'm not saying you should have good pictures. Yeah. I mean, I am all for have good pictures, but have them be good, authentic pictures. Yeah, of not you. everybody looks like they were made in a lab. You know, so if you weren't made in a lab, it's okay to not look like you were made in a lab. Yeah. <laughs> but don't put up a picture of you that looks like you were made in a lab. I don't know if it's Snapchat, um, because I don't use it, but there is some one of these apps I've seen these girls use mm-hmm. that automatically applies a filter to it, like oh, a big it's one. Nuts. It's nuts. I mean, you, is it Snapchat? Uh, Do you know? Yeah, I think it did. Well, I know that's definitely one of them. But you see these pictures that you, it doesn't even look like the same person. I know. It's insane. I know, and and I will tell you, it's happening on both ends. I think um, I think guys say it's happening more with women, but it's happening with men too. I hear a lot of women saying. What happened? Did the pictures come before the COVID fifty? Right. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've if if you're not 
in shape and you're, you've gained 30 to 50 pounds, I've heard you people say it, put realistic pictures up there. Yeah, or just say, um, this picture was before I gained my COVID-50. Why don't you just take you know? a selfie of your, of your 50, of your extra 50? Right. Let her see who you are. You know what, though? I tell my girlfriends all the time, and I do this. You know, when you said a minute ago that I've got so many guy friends, and I yeah. do, you know. Um, but it's like every new date I have, I, always, I approach it like, you know what? I might have fun. And the worst thing that's going to happen is I'm going to make a new friend. And know? that's the way you should be doing it. I mean, that's just how I've always approached it, you know? And I think that having high, too high of expectations or an expectation at all, mm -hmm. you should have standards mm -hmm. and you should be discerning. But as Kim said, there should be no expectations on a first date. No. Zero. Zero. You are meeting a new person, a new friend. Um, I have, I've had people say that you know, they were disappointed because they felt like they were, they had communicated and felt like they had already had a, were in a relationship with them before right. they even went on their first date. Uh -huh. You've got to be really careful about managing your expectations prior to meeting somebody. And when you meet somebody, because they're just showing up as who they are. And if you're expecting something different or needing something different or wanting something different, um, you're not it, you're not even allowing that person to you know to to show up who they as who they are. You've already cut them off because you expected them to be prettier than they were. You expected them to be funnier or more interesting or more talkative. And the minute that they don't meet your expectations for who you thought they were, you shut them out. You're mm -hmm. done with the date. Do you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely, I know exactly what you're talking about. And that's where you miss the good ones, y'all. Sometimes you miss the good ones, and especially on a first date because people get nervous. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Sometimes the first impression isn't going to be their best impression because they do get nervous on a first date. You mm -hmm. know? I mean, a lot of people do. I mean, th the way people openly talk about anxiety now, you think everybody in the world has it. You yeah. Know? How can you expect to have a great first date when you're both so anxiety ridden you can hardly get through it? I have the know? cutest client and she is so outgoing and friendly. Doesn't know. I wouldn't know a stranger anywhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, was telling me about her first date with this guy, and um, she was nervous. Like she was literally, she was nervous. She was nervous on her first date, and that you would never believe in a million years that anybody liked it. But she liked him. I love it. And she was nervous, so um, she had. She, I remember her saying, overthinking after the date, um, I may have said this, or I may have done this, or I may not have said this because I was nervous. Mm -hmm. And if we can take those expectations away. And know that the goal of a first date and a second date and a third date is to get to know somebody else, mm -hmm. not to impress them for who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's really important. And it is a lot of times, I think people miss great people. It's my number one reason why people are single from another perspective. You're not seeing the person for who they are. Mm -hmm. You've had expectations or they're not presenting themselves you know, perfectly on a first date. Mm -hmm. And you're blowing them off because they weren't exactly what you wanted yeah, them to be. Yeah, they treat it like an audition. You know, this didn't, it's not an audition. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you had fun, if the conversation was interesting, if you enjoyed their company, go out with them again. Absolutely. Period. The end. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I don't care if you thought they were 20 pounds overweight and you weren't attracted to them mm -hmm. or they dressed frumpy. Go out with them again. We, we have a girlfriend who's very lucky in relationships. She always meets the greatest guys. And it's so funny because the last couple of guys that she's dated, I was like, I don't believe I would have ever gone out with him once. 
And she, I don't know how she does it because I could never tell somebody, you need to get your teeth fixed. You know, or I never could say, you really need to lose 30 pounds, you know. But it's like, I mean, we, we call it the Mary makeover. Her name's Mary. We call it the Mary makeover because, like, as soon as she starts dating these guys, it's like she gets them to drop 20 or 30 pounds and she gets, you know, get, gets them to get their teeth fixed and whatever, you know, eyes done, whatever. And I'm just like, but, I mean, she's obviously communicates well. Right. <laughs> Right. And, and they end up being great guys, you know, but, yeah. but they weren't the make your legs melt and take your breath away type. You right. know what I mean? So. Right. Good for her. Mm -hmm. Good for her. Um, so, um, so Kevin says filters are terrible. Cindy, hello. Better late than never. Uh, William says, what is your take uh, on communication with or without emojis? I love emojis. I love emojis. Yeah. I can't talk without them. I actually think that for those of you that aren't good communicators on text, use every tool that you can. And a lot of you guys, a lot of you guys and girls aren't that great as far as expressing your emotions mm -hmm. um, on text messages. Use the emojis. Use whatever tools you have. Well, and also sometimes so much gets lost in translation yes. in a text message. Yes. And if I say something and I don't put a heart at the end of it, yeah. it might have a completely different meaning when you read it, you know? I've so. learned to put um, the laughy face because yeah. I'm very sarcastic. I, yeah, me too. Yeah, and so if I don't put that laughy face, somebody could get offended. Mm -hmm. I'm very direct, so mm -hmm. it happens. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Darren says if a woman catches a man using filters, he probably has. Uh, if a woman catches a man using filters, he probably has a skincare regimen also, and she should run. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe and, and with men, many emojis of somebody running. So, um, love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, do you mind if I ask a question? No, right Ziggy wants to ask a question. He is our yeah. producer. Hey, Ziggy. Uh, hi, guys. So, uh, so I just have a real quick question for you. So, assuming that you're going on a first date and you are coming into the date right as a uh, as your true self, right? Like you are bringing your true self to the date. Mm -hmm. What is the easiest way to tell if the other person isn't bringing their true self to the date? Is there an easy way to tell? A second date? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one way. Um, you know, typically, Ziggy, I think the answer to that, and that's a really good question, I think the answer to that is, number one, if you're asking questions and they're evading the answers, they're not answering them, or they're asking, they're answering your questions with another question and they're, they're um, deflecting, then that would be one way I think mm -hmm. you would know. Um, somebody that always is pointing to, um, that has maybe canned answers, mm -hmm. you know, they've been on enough dates and they know exactly how to answer a question. Mm -hmm. um, why did your relationship break up? You know, what are your goals in the next five? You know, I mean, something like that. Um, that would be, that would be a sign that somebody was inauthentic. But I think if you show up to a date and you're trying to get to know somebody, don't ask them the normal questions. Ask off-the-cuff questions. And if they can't answer them or they won't answer them or they can't go in depth about them, you'll kind of know that they're hiding something or they're not, they're not open to revealing things about them. I think that's, I think, and guys, here's the, here's the questions. Here's the, you should always be asking these questions on a first date. I know it's a first date, but I would always ask if they're divorced or if they, I mean, usually people have a divorce underneath them. Why are you divorced? So what happened? 
That's totally okay on a first date. Mm -hmm. Not only is it okay, but it's necessary because you get to learn a lot from that answer. Are they blaming their spouse? Are they fair about both sides? I did this. I didn't show up for this. You can tell so much from that answer. Very revealing. Mm -hmm. Even previous relationships. So if it's not marriage. So, you know, I have a... um, I had a call yesterday with a girl that um, that was has been dating a guy a while, and she he's dated a lot of people, and she's having these insecurities about how many women he's dated in the past. And I said, just is, ask is he twenty one? Do what? Is he twenty one? No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I'd be more concerned. Thank if he you. Hadn't. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but um, and that of course was covered. You mm-hmm. know, somebody's history. Somebody's history. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple. There were a couple worrisome things in in between there that I won't go into. But my point is, if somebody has dated a lot, like maybe you've seen him on an online dating site for the last ten years. Mm-hmm. You know, well, number one, you've been on there for ten years seeing them. Right. But um, the other point is, you know, if they've been on there, why haven't you found your person? Mm-hmm. You know, what is it that you're looking for that you haven't found? Because you've been or you've been single for 10, 15 years. What is it that you're looking for that you haven't found? Mm-hmm. It's the best question because if somebody can't answer that, they haven't done the work. No, exactly. They don't know. Um, so uh, so let's see here. Uh, so Jerry Ann says, I snap with friends. I snap. I snap with friends and my young family members. Um, there are all kinds of filters, hundreds of them, just creative and fun, nothing more. But nothing's more stupid than those ears and nose and stuff on grown women and men. That's yeah. just... If you're doing it with your kids, it's one it's thing. It's one if, thing if with kids, on yeah. a dating site list. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, as far as I know, that's the only um, one that you use that has options for filters or none. And Jerry and I assume they're the ones with the ears, right? With the... the we used that one year. Um, one of my friends had it, and mm-hmm. she put. I was so tickled. I laughed for I don't know an hour. She put reindeer. There was like Christmas, and she put reindeer yeah. stuff on us. And I was like, Oh my god, how do we do this? Um, anyway, grow up. Then I grew up. <laughs> um, okay, and yes, emojis are fun. Um, Barbara says, but. Um, can't those answers um, not be totally the truth? Can they be giving canned response even to those? They can, Barbara. People can give a canned response to those kind of questions, but I, I'm all about ask, ask, listen, and find where you can ask another question and dig in a little deeper. That's a psychologist to me, but you know, I always find a way to ask it different. It's like if you go into an interview for a job, Mm -hmm. they have all the same answers. You can anticipate the same questions. If you go into a job interview and somebody asks different off the cuff questions, what five qualities do you have that you think sets you apart for being a candidate for this position? They didn't they didn't you know think about that one beforehand, mm-hmm. right? You've got to you've got to sit in whatever answers they're giving you, mm-hmm. what feels good, what doesn't feel good. Not that you're judging, but if you want to know more or you something doesn't feel right or it feels surface, ask another question. Mm-hmm. Dig deeper. It's okay. It's more than okay. Here's why it's important. And this is the main reason why that's so important. That Number one, you're not going to make a connection with somebody unless you're asking deep questions. What is the goal of a first date? I can tell you as a matchmaker, this is what people are looking for. Whether they felt a connection with you or not. There was a connection or there wasn't a connection. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be sexual. It can be friendship. It can be fun. It can be some type of 
um, uh, mental connection, whatever. But people are looking for a connection. If you're not asking questions to harbor some type of connection happening, you're not, it's not going to happen. So just the surf, these surface dates where you're just asking these surface questions, people both leave unsatisfied. Mm -hmm. Right? I can see that. Yeah. I mean, I can see that too. I don't go on them. Neither mm -hmm. does Kim. <laughs> Kim's like, hmm, I can see that. But, um, but, but that, I mean, you all probably, people have been on them, I'm sure, that mm -hmm. are watching. They do nothing for you. They do nothing. I mean, nothing, nothing turns me off more, even meeting stuff. I meet somebody at a party and the conversations like surface, I'm out. Cocktail chat. Yeah. yeah. I'm out. Yeah. I don't. I don't, I'll go, I want to go sit in a corner with somebody and have a conversation about something meaningful. That's, that's what I enjoy. And that's what a date should be. It should be a conversation about something meaningful, whatever it is, commonalities, kids, lifestyle, um, previous experiences, um, uh, life goals, you know what I mean? Mm. Your bucket list, whatever it is, things you're passionate about. Talk about things that matter and connect with that person because that's where people are missing the boat. Somebody could, I, and I can tell you this, guys, especially if you've got shortcomings, which everybody does, but if you've got an extra 20 pounds and you're going on a date, find a way to emotionally connect with somebody. Women and men, women are looking for the emotional connection, guys. Always. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that means stop sitting back and letting her ask you questions and you ask her questions, Right. Find find something interesting to talk about and dig in and have a real conversation with her and get to know her heart. When a woman feels known and understood even a little on a first date, she's going to want to see you again. She's going to feel like, you know what? I wasn't that attracted to him. He's really not my type, but we had a great conversation. I felt like we connected. I'll go out with him again. That's what happens. Um, so Guys, pay attention to that. Super important. And guys want it too. Mm -hmm. uh, ladies, guys want it too. Guys don't want... Uh, I mean, guys will settle for something more superficial if she's hot. Mm -hmm. Let's just be honest. Right. Um, so William says... Um, I always have a role in every breakup or bad relationship, so it's my job to figure out what my role was and take responsibility for that. That's authenticity. That is a Correct. grown man. Yeah. <laughs> that is a grown man. Yes. Good for him. Yeah. Okay. We like that. Mm -hmm. um, definitely. Uh, and that's really what you're listening for, by the way, is... Um, Siggy, did I answer your question? Um, did I answer your question? I think so, yeah. I, 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 think, that's a, I think that's a good way to look at it is... Uh, Make sure that you're answer, Make sure that you're asking the right questions. Uh, make sure that they're not just the same questions that everybody would ask. And also make sure that you're asking follow-ups that really kind of dig at them uh, and dig at, pick and prod at their answers. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're getting satisfactory answers, you're it's at that point it's kind of easy to start telling if somebody's lying. So yeah, I think I think you definitely answered my well, question. Well, and you know, we we laughed and said that this isn't an audition, but you know, in a way it really is a serious interview and you don't want to waste your time and you don't want them to waste their time. And right. you know, this is a very important position in your life, you know, to have somebody, you know, you're you're spending a lot of time, you're investing a lot. And this person. So it's okay to ask questions. Yeah. And if they're uncomfortable with it, that would concern me. You know, some people, you and I are kind of open books. And I know some people are more private than we are. 
But you can usually gauge that with somebody, you know, if they're hiding something or if they're just not comfortable, you know, oversharing on the first meeting, you know, <laughs> your first date, they're not going to tell you about their miserable childhood or whatever, <laughs> you know, which is probably a good thing. Yeah, probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, but, but you do want to make sure that somebody is, um, is open and they are expressing themselves in a healthy way. It's mm -hmm. not blaming. It's not being angry. It's not being resentful of their past or conditions. It is about um, positively moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, so we have to wrap up. I can't believe we, that the hour is gone. I it's amazing. At my phone. I it. um, so, if again, what the biggest reason why people are single? It's always your choices. So, if you do anything this holiday season. Um, do a little work on you. Take a little bit of time of reflection and say, what are my patterns? Um, you know, what is it that I'm really looking for? What are the qualities I'm looking for in a partner? Uh, uh, what What do I keep finding? Um, where am I? Uh, where Where am I? How am I showing up? And based on what I don't want, how could I be attracting this? What it, What am I bringing to the table to attract this? So few, you know, things to think about. Um, and, uh, and I also, you know, want to make mention of the fact that we are getting into the holidays. So um, I'm going to have a show next week, but of course the week after that's Thanksgiving. Uh, and hopefully all of you will be spending time with family uh, and enjoying that. And I know it's also a time when people get lonely, but think about it this way. Um, we spent a lot of time alone during the pandemic, um, but time to get, no better time than to, to do the work on yourself and get ready for a relationship. It doesn't matter the holidays or not. We've got plenty of time ahead of us. So um, so I will see you guys next week. Now, uh, also, lastly, I don't want to forget, um, Dr. Kingston, um, our sponsor for Lovability Show, um, she's got 20% off all neurotoxins um, through December 31st. Uh, so, and there's a lot more things going on that body affects. That thing is amazing. If you guys want to get, you know, rid of a few pounds or a few, I mean, it burns fat and it builds muscle at the same time. It is. It's a dream. It is a dream. Um, can we marry that? I know. I know. <laughs> I could just do that machine all day, but, um, but she's got specials on that as well this month. Cause it's, um, I think it's a 30 by 30 minutes, get 30 minutes free. Um, but there's a lot of things going on at the office. You can go in for a free consult. But this is the important thing. Get ready. I mean, the holidays are here. Get, put your best foot forward. I mean, we're not in the pandemic. Get out of your, you know, your yoga clothes and, um, and get back into life and, and get yourself looking um, good and, and up for a competitive market because we're in a competitive market. Very competitive. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, love you guys. See you next uh, Friday. That's right. The holiday happiness starts right now with a Dean Kingston MD. Right now, you can book from November 1st to December 31st for 20% off all neuro all neurotoxins at a Dean Kingston MD. That's right. You can set up your appointment today by calling 469-388-0474. That's 469-388-0474 for a Dean Kingston MD. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.